0: Welcome to Pushing Back the Darkness podcast. My name is Randy G, host of this podcast. Each week, I will be discussing different things to help followers of Jesus Christ properly push back the darkness of this world. We will be discussing how to use the Bible as a weapon and also how to put it into practice in our lives. And most importantly to shine the light in this dark dark world we will also be sharing the gospel of our lord and savior jesus christ so join me now as we talk about what's going on in this crazy world and also what's going on inside the church so now let's get into today's subject what's up everybody welcome back to pushing back the darkness podcast thank you guys for tuning in to this third episode i hope you guys have had a great week i know it's been uh, rainy uh this weekend and it's really cool and uh yeah, i know it's supposed to be really cold next week so you guys need to bundle up make sure you to uh let your water drip at night and uh, make sure you got extra heaters and stuff so it's supposed to really get really down there in temperatures. Um, anyway, uh, today's episode, we are going to be looking at the darkness outside the Christian church. It's a crazy darkness going on in this crazy world. Uh, I've been having a little bit of technical difficulties. i do not sure what's going on, but when I play this back... And listen to it, these recordings, there's a little hum in the background. I really don't know what that is, uh, but uh, if you guys could bear with me, I apologize. I don't know what that is. Uh, maybe the microphone, I may need to upscale on it. Anyway, uh, let's get into this uh, podcast. The Bible says to submit to God, resist the devil, and the devil will flee. Once upon a time, Satan, the devil, asked the question, did God really say what he said? I heard someone say the other day that wine is from God, but the drunkard from the wine is from the devil. I was reading in the Bible in isaiah uh where god uh took some land and he cultivated it and he made it into a garden now this is not the garden you're probably thinking of Uh, you know back in the beginning uh the, the garden of eden it's not that one it's a different one uh god made a vineyard now i love grapes Especially those that my wife and my daughter found a couple years ago shopping. Uh, Shout out to Heather and Kinsley. Uh, They were pretty good sized greenish grapes and they were cotton candy flavored. (laughs) And I tell you what, they were delicious. Let's just say they did not last long in our house. Uh, Sometimes we will get on this health kick at my house, especially here at the New Year's and when we make those new Year, new year's resolutions to lose weight and we get on this health kick and uh we buy grapes we buy apples bananas uh, strawberries whatever we get our hands on uh we pack them in our lunches snack on them we eat we eat them until we look into the cabinets and we find the little debbie cakes <laughs> and the poor grapes uh usually will go to waste uh, in the fridge. Uh, They'll go bad. Anyway, back to the story. (laughs) The Lord planted this vineyard, uh, and something was wrong with it. And this vineyard did not produce any fruit, no grapes, and definitely you can make wine. The vineyard was just vines. And... God did all that a vine dresser is supposed to do. He chose the land. He tilled it, planted the vines, and the Lord sent the rain, and then nothing. Nothing happened. So what happened? Uh, Why didn't it produce anything? Everything that had been done was worthless. Um, Sour grapes makes bitter wine. I know it's something silly and everybody knows that. I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that out. And this whole thing that God did it, it, the results was not God's fault and God knew it was going to happen. Uh, he knows all the future, the past present. He knows it all. And this, uh, garden, this vineyard that he had, Made, he knew it wasn't going to produce. The story here is the story of God comparing his people, Israel, to an unresponsive vineyard. They were full of greed, mockery, and drunkenness. They embraced sin and they even took bribes against the poor. And this is found in the book of Isaiah. As I was looking at this, I thought, I wonder if the Lord was upset. You know, I know he knew what was going to happen, but I wonder if he ever gets upset like that. And to spend all that time working on this vineyard and no results, at least that would be our natural response if we went through all that trouble. And in the end, after the rain came and everything was done, no produce, I believe he was upset. He said in the Bible that the thing, the vineyard, should have been trampled on. And the evidence of his angers are found in the six woes here. In Isaiah chapter 5. And when you come across woes in the Bible, uh, that's a bad thing. It's coming judgment. Something's going to happen to you. God's going to... Uh, pour his wrath out in judgment. And the one thing that stands out the most and reminds me of what takes place in today's world is the fourth one. And it's in Isaiah chapter five, verse 20. And it says this, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who substitute darkness for light and light for darkness, who substitute bitter for sweet, and sweet for bitter. It's the big switcheroo that the world does. It's a reversal of morality. Uh, let me ask you a question. Would a movie be any good if the ending at the end, the bad guy was the victor? Would it be any good? Well, maybe you, you might could say only if there's a saga, if it's going to be a part two, part three, uh, Would a book be a good book that you read if all the characters die in it? And if you were eating a delicious meal and the longer you ate it, instead of getting full, the taste of the meat became bitter and bitter and bitter, even up to the last bite. Negative endings are never good. Negative results are never good and it's just weird stuff and unnatural. In the Bible, in the New Testament, the scribes and Pharisees, they must have caught in sick the day that this verse was taught, or they saw it and ignored it. Because at one time, they saw Jesus performing a wonderful miracle, and they called the good that he was doing evil. They purposely and willfully went against the light. They chose that which would be bitter to them in the end than the sweet doctrines of the grace of God. They chose the bitter root of error rather than the words of Christ's mouth, which are sweeter than honey. These men were as lost as can be, in my opinion. It's clear as day that judgment was pronounced, and then the judgment of God fell. And it was the result of worthless grapes. Instead of sprouting of deliciousness, they became wild and sour. And an example of this verse calling good evil and evil good is happening today is this. I was listening to uh, the other day, another podcast, Uh, And they were discussing the obsession nowadays with drag queens reading to elementary school kids in their own school libraries. Now, I, I know you guys have heard about this, and it's nothing new. But here's the thing. The teachers of those schools, they love it. And the parents of the children who bring their children to hear the drag queens read Uh, uh, stories to their kids they love it and it's becoming a phenomenon here is their mission statement quote we envision a world where kids can learn from lgbtq plus stories and experiences to love themselves celebrate the fabulous diversity in their communities and stand up for what they believe in and each other. Uh, I've got a lot of problems with this. Why, you might say. Well, number one, it goes against the word of God in more ways than one. Um, in Proverbs chapter 6, if you look there in 16 through 19, it says this. These six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination to him. And the first one is a proud look. A lying tongue. Hands that shed innocent blood. A heart that devises wicked plans. And feet that are swift and running to evil. A false witness who speaks lies and one who sows discord among the brethren now i I, i'm talking about the one that says up there that says the hands that shed innocent blood who is that talking about innocent blood to me now these drag queens are and the teachers and that they're not killing the kids physically but I think this is talking about, God's talking about hands that shed the innocent blood. It's talking about babies and little ones. They're innocent. You may even put the mentally challenged in that category. And when I see drag queens going and reading to kids in libraries, that makes me think they're innocent. They are innocent. And the second one is, the first one, it goes against the Word of God. Number two is, it brings confusion to them, to the kids. They don't. They think this is normal. And number three, it desensitizes the, the minds of the kids. And number four, it affirms sin. Well, it's okay uh, for men to dress up like this. It's okay uh, for them to act the way they do. Then the fifth one is this. It exposes children to sexuality of adults. Number six, it serves no purpose. What? Why? What's the purpose behind all this? And the last one is the books are not even appropriate that they read to them. So none of this. There's none of it's productive. It's it's just doesn't make sense. There's no eternal value to any of this. Now, n- not only do I have problems with this, I got some questions here too. Um, n- number one is, what's the real agenda behind this? Why are these drag queens wanting to go into schools? Uh, now they 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 used to go into bars and stuff. Now they're going into schools and reading it to kids. So what's the what are they doing? What's the purpose? And number two is, do drag queens really care whether or not children are learning to love themselves or about diversity or about standing up for themselves and about what they believe in? Do they care about that? My answer is they don't care. And the third one is: the question I have is, are these schools, What are, are they paying these drag queens to do this? Are they getting paid somehow? Maybe, maybe not. Now, here's my opinion. Here's what I think. Outside of it being inappropriate to for, to for children and disgusting, this is what's happening. Number one, it's happening because the staff at the schools that these crazy events are happening at are allowing it. Number two, the drag queens are really not drag queens or homosexuals or whatever. They're really deep down pedophiles. And the third one is everyone that's involved in it wants it to be normalized. So what we're witnessing here is a part, I believe, is a part of the judgment of God. We've stood back. The church has stood back forever forever. And it's been going downhill for a long time. We've stood back and not said a thing about it. And we just let these things happen and kept our mouth shut. The church has been going downhill as far as not saying nothing about it and allowing it. And as we're going down the hill, these worldly people are coming up the hill. And God's saying, okay, uh, okay y'all y'all is that what you want to do okay and and another thing we're seeing here is is what a reprobate mind really looks like. Um, remember in the book of Romans it, it says that God will turn them over to reprobate mind um, that's I think that's what we're seeing. the parents of these kids, the staff of these schools, the drag queens, the supporters all of them their minds have been turned over to believe this lie that is, it is okay. And it could be one of our generation woes. We've sat back and shook our heads quietly. And I'm right in there with with everybody else. I'm talking to me too, especially the church. Where is the pushback from the body of Christ in these cities, uh, now there might there may be a little of face to face opposition and public debates over it. But where's the outrage from the church? Are we affirming it with our silence? What are we doing, church? Why are we not burdened over this? Why are we not asking libraries and schools in our cities to have a biblical story time for kids? Uh, I believe that's one thing that we can push back the darkness is for us to step up and go into these schools and ask the schools if it's okay if we can come in and do biblical story time. Yeah, I know we have churches that have Sunday school, uh, children's church, things of that nature. That's a wonderful thing. But what are we doing out in this world to push back this kind of darkness? What are we doing? We should put it up on billboards on the interstate, guys. We should put ads in newspapers. Uh, We need to go on the radio stations and on TV and go and make a Bible story hour for kids. And it doesn't even have to be at the schools or libraries. Uh, We can even open the doors of our own churches if the kids, the schools won't let us do that and invite the parents and the children of each community for biblical story time for kids. And this fires me up every time. I I get kind of angry about it. It ought to be banned in each city and state. (sighs) If the judgment of God is here and now, we can't stop it. We don't allow this to happen. We can't stop the judgment of God. So what should we do in the midst of it? Uh, I think we need to do a lot of praying, especially praying for wisdom and a lot of reading the Bible, a lots of sharing the gospel to the ones that God says to witness to. And finally, we need lots of love towards these folks. Yes, we need to show some grace and love towards these folks because even the people, that nailed Jesus to the cross, he said these words. He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. So we need to show these people lots of love, grace, and truth uh, to these that are involved. Now, I don't hate the men dressed in drag and, and that's reading this to the children, the parents, or the school staff or supporters. I love them. I pray they all get saved and delivered before it's too late. And if you're listening to this and you're with me on this matter, or if you're not with me, I want to share something with you. Uh, in all this mess, God has a message for you, us all, and that is there's still hope. This this America that we live in and these counties and the cities, the small towns, whatever, we still have hope. And it's the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ, the gospel. We are all lawbreakers. And Jesus came to this lost and dying world that was and still is on its way to hell. He was born of a virgin, lived a sinless life. He did it all for us. He died a death that we should have died. He did it for us. And he was buried in a borrowed tomb, rose on the third day, for, and he did it all for us. And he's, he's, he's now at the right hand of God, And he's coming back one day to call all those that have repented of our sins and fully trusted him as Lord and Savior. And he did all that because God loves his church. And so we don't have to spend an eternity in hell. Praise the Lord God Almighty. Thank you, Jesus. There was another verse I wanted to read in Matthew chapter 18. And it says this at that time, the disciples came to Jesus and said Who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And he called a child to himself and set him among them and said, Truly I say to you, unless you you change and become like children, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. So whoever will humble himself like this child, he is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Verse 5 says, and whoever receives one such child in my name receives me. And this is the verse I wanted to look at. Verse 6, Matthew chapter 18. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believes in me to sin, it is better for him that a heavy millstone be hung around his neck and that he be drowned in the depths of the sea. That's the word of God, people. And I think that's what uh, how God feels toward the folks that are causing the kids in this world to sin, be confused, to think that that this stuff is normal. It is not. And it goes against the word of God. Thank you guys for listening. I'm going to leave that uh, right here where we landed. Uh, Thanks for listening to this episode and let's get to pushing back the darkness guys Because we live in a lost and dying world Love you guys I'm out